What are we doing here? Walk that way. Stop! What the hell just happened? You moved. I didn't even know why I was doing it. Doing what? Killing them. It was like I was just sucking the life right out of them. Just by coming close. 911, what is your emergency? I need help. Can I have your name, please? Yeah, it's... Jesus Christ. Jake! Jake! You can't take me out there, not without me. I have to go with them, we have to go together. You gotta get out of here, please. Just let me go! Both you hear me, you're gonna die! No! Get out of here, please! No! You're all gonna die! Get off the ground! Don't get out! It's not your fault. There's only so many times I can tell myself that. So this is Lindsay Campbell. I'm here today with Mark Davies for Moving Radio on CJSR 88.5 FM. And today we're talking about another, we're having another Thanks Telefilm segment. And today we are talking about the uh, amazing 2017 uh, Thanks Telefilm offering, Radius. Thank you for this uh, choice, Lindsay, because it reminded me that uh, during pandemic times, uh, you know, we could always do social distancing or we could do vaccinations or we could do masks. But in this film, the protagonist simply grabs a dirty rag and puts it over his mouth and uh, tries to prevent uh, any type of uh, contact with people. So uh, dirty, dirty rags probably work just as better as, as the other three methods. So thank you for, for introducing this film back into my life. Yeah, it's and also social distancing in this film is is something. <laughs> very much so, very much so. Why don't uh, as you always do such a great synopsis and give a little bit of backspiel? Why don't you share with our millions of listeners uh, what the film's about? Okay, so uh, right here we have a film by uh, directors and writers Carolyn Labresh and Steve Leonard. They're quite the team. They've come up with this interesting offering that is described as a science fiction picture, possibly also a horror picture. I, I don't know if it achieves either of those things, but uh, it is about a man who wakes up from a car accident and he does not remember anything, but he seems to have a sort of murder radius around him <laughs> in that anything and everything that comes within, I don't know, what is it, 100 feet? 50 drops, feet, 50 feet. 50 feet, just drops dead just drops dead until i'm i'm just gonna spoil this whole thing until one day well same day he meets a woman who seems to be the antidote to his murder radius so of course she just goes along with this and they become a team to prevent the murder radius from working i guess i always like to during these segments give the elevator pitch and my elevator pitch for this film would be Memento meets the notebook meets guerrilla filmmaking. Do you like that or am I a little off base for that? That's that's pretty good. That's all right. Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. You know, it's funny when when we I'd like to share with our listeners, whenever you pitch the film 
I often think to myself, well, is Lindsay doing this to support Canadian film? Does she <laughs> like the film? And you never give me much background. So when I go into these films, I never know your intentions. But I will say this, the original uh, godfather of moving radio, Christian Zip, actually got me passes to Dead Fest in 2017. So I had actually forgotten that I had seen this film before and I saw it at uh, the Metro Cinema. And I have to say, I'm not a big fan of it, but I am a fan of certain things of the film. But it's it's certainly a Canadian film that uh, I think is lacking motivation and probably a little bit of narrative appeal. But certainly, as always, you know, I, I pour pour out um, for a Canadian film and, and I like to ride or die with them. So those are kind of my first impressions on this film. Yeah, I mean, I went into this in the context of uh, I had to watch it for work, and often we have no idea what we're getting ourselves into. And on this particular day, we were watching Murder Radius, and we were laughing so hard. <laughs> I shouldn't even say this because it was professional context, but we were laughing quite quite hard uh, that one of our coworkers came in to check on us because she didn't know if we weren't crying or yelling or what we what we were doing. Uh, and we were just laughing. But the reason I'll specify, it's not just because of the film. The reason that we were losing our minds was because you could you could play a drinking game with how many times they say the word goddamn in this film. Oh, that's interesting. I, you know, I, I didn't actually, when I was rewatching it, I didn't realize how many times they use that phrase. So are we talking like the over under is like 25 times they say it? Would, would that be a, a pretty good number? Or? Just so many times and often like in one scene and as you, you kind of mentioned a lack of motivation and I, I feel like the writing was the problem here and the actors didn't quite know what to do uh, about the acting problem because it was a lot of, there seems to be a perimeter, God damn it. <laughs> you know, I would actually suggest people, you know how I had to rewatch this film was I actually had to go through YouTube and, you know, sometimes blog comments or, you know, individuals' comments, they can always kind of be hateful on the University of Internet. But I actually thought a lot of the comments that I read on the YouTube were pretty appropriate. And they all kind of were, you know, they ranged from something that, you know, something to the effect that this movie should have only been a dollar to watch as opposed to $4.19 to somebody saying, I really dug this film to other people saying it just made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I, I will say one of the things I did admire about the film was, uh, and I think this is where kind of the guerrilla filmmaking comes in. You can tell with like Canadian films, they don't have much money. And I thought a lot of the shots were very meticulous and very thought out and planned. And, you know, I, I give props to that. You know, at least I could see the filmmakers trying hard at work to, to make some type of cohesion uh, that worked kind of at a visual level. Oh, absolutely. Like this did not look that bad. It didn't sound bad. And the acting wasn't atrocious or anything. The acting was actually okay. But the problem, I think, with Murder Radius, apart from the absurd premise and how it plays out, is also just that it's kind of just mediocre. It's very mediocre. And the other thing, too, is, you know, when you start watching the film, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, snap, this is like a science fiction. It's kind of like a Walking Dead or I Am Legend. And then it kind of drops on a dime or flips mm -hmm. on a dime. And it sort of takes a weird turn into almost like melodrama. Would you, would you think that the second half of the film versus the dichotomy of the first half is drastically different? 
yeah, it really switches up. Like once there's, I guess we won't spoil the sort of reveal or whatever, but once a certain thing happens in the middle of the film, it does kind of take a weird left turn and, and sort of become something else. It, it so does. And I will say also too, you know, when you always suggest these films, I try to think of it in terms of Canadian filmmaking. And I think we may have used the word already, but isolation is probably a big uh, theme in this movie. And, you know, obviously the idea of Canada and how are we really bonded as one country or because we're so spread out and have such different geographic regions, are we just kind of isolated into our own silos? So I don't know, you know, I doubt the filmmakers were like, Hey, let's attack this theme of Canadian identity, but certainly a strong, strong presence of kind of the idea of isolation in the film. Sure. And I think also having it filmed in like small town, Manitoba, you know, adds to that, of course. For sure. I think, I think now we need to talk a little bit about the climax, which is, uh, as you said, maybe we don't want to spoil it, but tell me what your thoughts were on the climax that involves uh, lightning <laughs> late at night and kind of a transformation. You know, what were, were kind of your thoughts on it? Uh, I think by the time that we got to the reason for the murder radius, right. I was just losing my mind. Um, <laughs> it, there are so many things that happen that once that scene occurs, there's just like so many other elements that you almost forget that that's the reason for the murder radius because there's so many other weird things happening in this movie. Can I just mention though quickly that I really have to shout out to this scene where they walk into a hospital and he immediately gets an MRI? <laughs> yes, that's great actually. And, it, and you know, when they do the MRI, it's actually quite almost like it just feels matter of factly like nothing strange about it you know what I mean it's just we're like whoa uh, you know just it's really obtuse it's just a, a really random scene uh, in the film I also just thought when he was getting into that MRI machine I thought like oh no he has metal like on his body like oh no he's not wearing the appropriate attire <laughs> Are you a big fan of pop culture? Because uh, I will say this film came out in 2017. The film ended with a single eye shot and it was very reminiscent of uh, Jack from Lost. Were you a, a Lost fan back in the day? You know what? I was for the first few seasons and then I, I, I grew weary. <laughs> you, you dipped out, but do you remember kind of in the first pilot episode, I think they opened it up with kind of this, you know, really dramatic close up of Jack's eye and then they pull back and yeah. I totally thought the filmmakers, you know, were using kind of a lost influence when, when they pulled that one shot you know, uh, that was available. It's interesting that you bring that up because they do a quite apparently frequently, if you Google it, the directors have stated that they were inspired specifically from Old Boy and a certain issue of Spider-Man from the 80s. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes, I saw that in my research, too. But you know what? Kind of when you say old boy and, and Spider-Man, you would think that loss might might be a presence within that kind of pop culture, I bet. Eh? Absolutely. And also, can we also give props to the fact this movie was made for $14,000? Which, which is impressive. Like, did you impressive. think the, the film exceeded that budget or did it Absolutely. look like it was about $14,000? No. I thought it exceeded the I will give them a shout out. They did a great job for that, that budget. It looks and sounds good. For sure. So for, for all the listeners, so where can they watch this film? So like I, I watched it on YouTube. I also had to go through YouTube. I'm not, I think I looked it up on Just Watch Me. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you can rent it on YouTube or apparently Google Play. Or Google Play. It doesn't look like it's easy, easily found. 
So I, I think we, we need to kind of, I think we should wrap things up and, you know, maybe you could share kind of your final thoughts on, on what makes radius so unique. And, you know, if you want to put that in a negative or positive connotation, and then I'll go after you and kind of share my thoughts as well. Sure. Uh, before I get to my own opinion, I just wanted to share this wonder, not the whole thing, but part of this wonderful review on IMDb. It's the top review and it is uh, the title Outstanding Acting. <laughs> this person wrote, <laughs> this person has written, this movie is fantastic. The acting was like art, <laughs> which in turn suggests so was the writing and the directing. <laughs> very, very, very strong definitive statements that uh, I don't think there's a lot of room for wiggle in terms of the, that uh, analysis. The analysis does go on, you know, to talk about some more things, elements that aren't, aren't narrative, but <laughs> things that this person enjoyed about how this film was constructed, I suppose. But they do end it with saying that there aren't a lot of movies they would watch more than once. And this is an exception. Oh, wow. Well, you know, hey, I mean, at least somebody took something away from it and enjoyed it. Uh, my kind of my final thoughts on the film was I took a Canadian film studies class at the U of A. And, you know, when I kind of remember, this was probably about 20 years ago, what I can remember is if you want to talk about Canadian film, you can kind of just put the stamp that a lot of Canadian films are just weird. And I would say this is a weird film. It's not great, but as you said, you could do a drinking game to it where they say how many times they say, God damn. And I think there's certain elements that you can appreciate about it. And I don't think at the end of the film, you will feel like you've wasted your time. I think you'll probably walk away saying, not great, but you know what? It was a viewing experience and I was compelled to see what happens to the end of the film. I think 93 minutes is not too much to ask. And you might come away with it kind of thinking, okay, well, you know, I was pretty dumb, but whatever. <laughs> My takeaway from Radius is uh, this is a, such a typical telefilm production in that you could have a bingo card, you know, for, for thanks telefilm that would include high concept, <laughs> takes place in the middle of nowhere, very few actors, winter time, <laughs> but, but often some other elements would include that it's set in the United States. It's always vaguely set in the United States. But the, there's like a bingo card of elements that are easily spotted in, you know, the vast uh, universe of, of telefilm cinema. Uh, so, you know, this is mediocre, but uh, you might enjoy it. It's got a great premise. It's really silly. Very silly. And, you know, if anybody wants, they can hit Lindsay up for a PDF file of the bingo card for Thanks <laughs> Telefilm, because I know you're developing one, right? Uh, I will come up with something. Sure. <laughs> for sure. You know, I look forward, Lindsay, I think this is probably about our fifth or sixth edition. Yeah. I'm looking forward. Can we get to 100 episodes of oh, uh, Thanks Telefilm? Is there that much content? <laughs> <laughs> That's the million dollar question, right? There is. There's been some there's been some interesting ones and I've I've got another good one for next time that I think you will enjoy. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for listening to Moving Radio. <laughs> thanks Telefilm with Mark and Lindsay.